And welcome to Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 31. It is getting cold again. Snows in October, snowing on Halloween, then it heats up. Christmas, New Year's, not very cold at all. Now we're in January, in the thick of things, or the cold of things, and it's cold. So we're here to warm it up with some football talk and special guest who was at the Division Three football championship game. They call the Stag Bowl. We have Mia Artman, a 2019 Mendota grad who is a freshman at University of Wisconsin Whitewater. She is a piccolo flute player for their band, multiple bands. They got a lot of bands there, and we will get to that with her. So I, w- I wanted to take a different angle to this. You know, we were talking sports all the time with coaches and players. So I wanted to talk to somebody that is at games all the time and maybe isn't playing a sport. So we have a band member, which was really cool. But she was an athlete too at one time before some injuries kind of set her back. Set her back in the sense of athletics, but kind of pushed her forward in her career, desired career, which is going to be music. But before then... Since I knew I had a guest during the end of football season, Division Three style, we have D1, the playoffs, the championship. I don't know, is this still FBS, CIP, CT, whatever abbreviations they're using these days. We'll just say the NCAA football championship. No divisions, this is the championship, the game. Number three, Clemson. Number one, LSU on Monday, just a few days away. Been waiting for like two weeks, though. (laughs) We've been waiting since December 28th when the semifinals were played. LSU, the number one seed, stomped Oklahoma, number four, 63-28. And Clemson beat number two, Ohio State, 29-23. I mean, if you want to pick, I'm going LSU. I thought LSU has been a very, very, very dominant team all year. Quarterback Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, and he deserved every bit of it. Against Oklahoma, he threw for 493 yards. In the semifinal, to get to a championship game, 493 yards. That is insane. But it shows his talent level, shows he knows how to move the ball around, shows he can find his receivers, shows he can play under the pressure. That's a Heisman Trophy winner. That is a guy that can lead you to the NCAA football championship. Clemson is also playing for a lot. They're the defending champions, and if they win this game, it'll be their 30th consecutive victory. And that would put them at three titles in the last four years. So far they've won two. This would be their third in their four years. That's insane. And three straight. Man, this is a game to watch. Obviously, you got the Heisman Trophy winner. You have... Pretty much a dynasty in Clemson. If they win this, I mean, they're they're the new Alabama. Alabama was in every championship game and winning championships. Clemson has dethroned Alabama and is in that seat now. They are the franchise. They're the franchise college team. They're the team that everybody else is looking at to catch. And I don't know if they're catchable, but if they are, if Clemson can be caught, it's LSU. They have had a monster season monster season with great play all the way around not just from the qb everywhere you look 63 to 28 against oklahoma 
Joe wasn't doing all that. I mean, 493 yards is definitely, a, you know, helpful. But he didn't do all that. Defensive, make great plays, big stops. It's a full team, and they have been amazing all year. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Few I've seen a few games, watched a couple highlights. I do have a friend who is from that area of the world, huge Saints fan, huge LSU fan. He is kind of loud and obnoxious. I love him, but he's loud and obnoxious. But it kind of makes me want to root for LSU and the Saints at times because of his fandom. I still can't get him to root for the Bears, so I don't really root for his teams because he won't root for mine. But the whole state of Louisiana is pumped up about this. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait for Monday to roll around. So I wanted to talk about that. Other games I didn't speak on yet, but I just wanted to give a shout out to University of Illinois. Finally get to a bowl game after a long hiatus. They did lose 35-20 to to California in the Red Box Bowl, but it was good to see them there. I mean, they scored 20 points. Uh, I'm not going to hold anything against them. That's a big step for that program moving forward. The game I did see that everybody should have seen was the Rose Bowl. Number six, Oregon, defeats number seven, Wisconsin, 28-27. to Insane. Didn't know who was going to win at the end. You know, I was on the edge of my seat. Haha, <laughs> you like that? This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, by the way. Episode 31. But it was awesome to see. Lots of fun football. I, I wanted Wisconsin to win, but I, mean, I was born in Wisconsin. Not really a Wisconsin fan. Definitely not a Packers fan. Hate the Packers. But every once in a while, I see University of Wisconsin, you know, playing for championships or in playoffs or you know the NCAA basketball tournament. You know, I'm, I'm sort of kind of rooting for them. You know, I have my other teams, Illinois, of course, SIU. Always, we haven't been very good recently but always rooting for SIU. But Wisconsin's like, you know, a third or fourth team. Oh, North Carolina. Huge North Carolina fan when it comes to basketball. But football, you know, I kind of lean towards Wisconsin and sometimes Michigan, Notre Dame here and there. I really don't have a favorite. I kind of pay attention to all three. So, great game. Wish they could have got the Rose Bowl, but, I mean, it was fun to watch. You know, hats off to Oregon. So I just wanted to talk about them. I am pumped up about this Clemson-LSU championship game. It should be an awesome game to watch. It was tons of fun talking to Mia Artman, freshman, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. Very cool talking to her. Awesome, awesome young lady. And she's pumped up about music and her squad, her team, the programs they got there. She was pumped up. And it's cool to see that excitement, you know, in a college kid. It was, it was pretty cool. Well, without further ado, let's kick it to her. Let's kick it to the conversation about the D3 Stag Bowl, which I kind of wish I would have been there. She made it sound like it was, you know, a fantastic place to be, and I, I kind of wish I was there. I mean, it's a championship game, too. So, good for her. I'm glad things are going well, and I'm sure they will continue because she is motivated. Again, we have to thank her for sharing her experience of the Stag Bowl which was December 21st in Texas. She can say the name right. I tried to say it and butchered it. But just so you know where to listen to us, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, slash iTunes. I don't know what they call it anymore. I just say Apple, but it could be Apple Music or iTunes, whatever you like to call it, plus Google Music, Edge of Your Seat Podcast for all three. 
The reason I always say Edge of URC podcast after each one of them, because on Twitter, they would not let me fit podcast in. So on Twitter, we are at Edge of URC P, and then Facebook, of course, Edge of URC podcast. Also, you can leave us an email about any questions, concerns. You don't agree with me. You do agree with me. You don't agree with the guest. You do agree with the guest. Sometimes we leave stuff open for you to decide or for you to pick. Please be involved with us. Interact. We love it. We'll interact right back with you. And that email is edgeofyourcpodcast at gmail.com. So we got the plugs in. Until next time, we will be back real soon. Peace. So this is going to be a little different, which I am actually very excited about. I have been excited about this for a few days. You know, usually I talk sports, which is cool. I love sports. Everybody loves sports. But it's also cool to hear about sports or, you know, games or the atmosphere, the excitement level outside of the sports world. Today I am joined by Mia Artman, who is a 2019 Mendota grad and is a freshman at University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Mia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am, like I said, I am very excited to do this. When your dad shot the idea to me, and then I went back, like, hey, let's do a podcast, and then he said that you were down, I was totally excited. Awesome. I bet you haven't done this before. I have not. So are you excited? Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about this. Your school, what is your guys' mascot? Is it the Mustangs? We are the Warhawks. The Warhawks. Where did I get the Mustangs? I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. So the Warhawks were in the NCAA Division Three football championship game. They call the Stag Bowl. Fortunately, they lost 41-14. But you were in the band. Talk about that excitement. It's your freshman year at college, and you're at a championship game performing. Yeah, it was interesting. It wasn't too much more different from the other playoff games we had been doing. We just weren't at home. So we had been told our job was on our team no matter what, no matter what the score was going to be. And we were trying to do it in the most fun way possible for us and for our fans that were there while trying to keep our football team in high spirits. And I'm guessing you were a member of the band at Mendota. I was a member of the band at Mendota. <laughs> I have always, I went to high school in Mendota. I was never in the band, in Mendota at least. I, I did play Tinker Around in, in junior high. Obviously yeah. something you love to do. Just talk about being able to perform at that level on a championship game your freshman year. That had to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Our marching band's not just music majors. Our marching band is open to anyone, which is amazing. So a lot of us were used to doing higher pressure kind of performances, and then some people were not. So it was really, it was a lot of fun to kind of join together and be able to play at this experience because even our fifth-year seniors, because of our music ed program, it's five years, our fifth-year seniors hadn't been to a championship game yet either. So it was a first-time experience for all of us. Awesome. And what did you think of the experience? It was a lot of fun. What made it different from our other playoff games was that North Central also had their band there. So we were kind of bouncing off of each other, playing different tunes, trying to rally up both of our sides. And that was really neat because we usually don't get that. What was different between, you know, having the other band? Was it kind of, did you guys have like a side competition with bands? Some people thought about it that way and then others didn't because... 
you're only allowed to play during certain times of the game. It has to be in between plays. More often than not, they ask you to only play when you have the ball. We are also allowed to play a little bit during halftime. So we were trying to coordinate who was going to play when, and then it ended up being competition for a little bit who could play louder between our uh, school fight songs. So that was fun. Well, that's very cool. And what do you play in the band? What is your musical instrument of expertise? I play piccolo, so it's like a little baby flute. I'm not trying to disperge on the piccolo at all. I didn't even know that was in college bands. Yeah, so it's used often in marching bands because it's one octave higher than flute, so it's louder, and it's also smaller, and it makes it easier to march with. We do have both in our college band and our marching band, and then we also have them in our concert bands and orchestras. That is very cool. How long have you been playing that? Piccolo, I have been playing since freshman year of high school. Flute, I picked up when I was six. Do you still play the flute regularly? Yep, my primary instrument is flute, so when I'm not in marching band and when I'm doing my schoolwork within the music department itself, I'm playing my flute instead of the piccolo. You know, growing up and, you know, since sixth grade, junior high, high school, how many hours a day would you play the flute? And then when you got into high school piccolo, how often did you practice? So I actually started flute when I was six years old. So at that point, I was only playing maybe half an hour a day. And even then, sometimes, you know, you're really young. You really don't want to do it all the time. I don't really have a consistent time up through about high school. It was probably half an hour to an hour a day. And then by the middle of my freshman year of high school, I was playing two to four hours a day, depending on what I was working on. And right now, um, it's probably down to about two or three because I also have to practice other instruments because I am a music major. So I'll spend two to three hours on flute and then like an hour on piano or half an hour on my singing repertoire. So you are definitely into music. Like, that's your thing. Yep. I am a music education major, so the goal one day is to teach bands. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way to do that. Did you get into University of Wisconsin-Whitewater? Did you get a band scholarship, or how does that work to get into band? So the bands and a music major are two different things on our campus. So I'm a music major, and you have to audition to be accepted into the music school itself. I auditioned February of last year, which was about the middle of the road audition date. And then I'm required to be in at least one form of band a semester. So last semester was marching band, and a couple people did other bands as well. Next semester, I can either do um, university band, symphony wind ensemble, which is our higher band, or orchestra, depending on what I can audition into. If you're not a music major or a music minor, you can be in one of our community bands or community orchestras or community choirs if, if you like to sing. And those are open to anybody without audition. I know I probably sounded like an idiot asking that question, but I don't know about these things. So thank you for informing me. Yeah. Just learned something I had no idea about. Did you grow up a sports fan at all? I, I did. I actually used to play sports as well up until my sophomore year of high school. Awesome. What sports did you play? Mainly I played soccer. Um, I had to give it up due to a knee injury, but that's okay. It gave me a lot more time to focus on music. Should we tell people who your father is? Sure. <laughs> your father is Jason Artman, who was the boys and girls soccer coach at Mendota for, I'm going to say, about five years? 
five or six, yeah. So you've always had, you know, soccer and sports, you know, around. After the knee injury, we're just like, hey, maybe this isn't me and I'm going to put more focus on, on band. Is that kind of how you went? Yeah, I used to play goalkeeper, so it was very, very physically demanding. And I, I did end up having a surgery and I went through a couple months of physical therapy and I tried to get back on the field and it just was not coming back. It was not comfortable anymore. So just had to give it up. Was it a sad time for you or just kind of a moving on situation? I think I was kind of upset the first couple of weeks because I had to make the decision maybe a couple of days before my junior year season would have rolled around. It was hard the first couple of weeks and it was hard the first game. But once that passed through, since my sister was still playing and I was still going to games, it was a lot easier to just kind of focus more on putting in the more more of that practice time into music instead of on the field. Please tell me, I'm trying to think of your sister's name. I'm picturing her. I just covered her in their regional game last year. Yeah, my sister's Piper. Piper. I was going to say Peyton. I don't know why. It's Piper. There we go. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Close. So when you did play, and you, you just mentioned your sister Piper, did that help with Bonds playing soccer? I think it helped more so on the competitive side because we were two different positions. I was goalkeeper and she was midfield striker so she was constantly taking shots on me which was helping me with training and I was kind of making my way through blocking what shots I could of hers which was forcing her to take a different angle as well. It did help us bond especially to the point because we were also both in band in high school so we spent a lot of time together. Did she ever ask you to come play the flute or piccolo at a soccer game after you weren't playing? So you're not allowed to do that without like an organized group <laughs> and we did try to as a high school pep band but we never got it approved to go through with it. But you tried to have the band at a soccer match. We did. That is fantastic. I never knew that. That is pretty cool. A lot of colleges will do it. The band director last year, who was at the high school, had done it before at his alma mater. So he wanted to try to have us do it as well, and it just never got through. Yeah, because when you think of sporting events or sporting games, matches, whatever, with a band or music, live music anyway. Soccer is usually not in the mix. Well, that's really cool. At least you guys tried. You guys tried to petition for it at least. Yep. Awesome. So what did uh, Piper play in the band? Were you guys also opposite instruments, like you were positions on the soccer field? We were actually the same. So we were both in the flute section in high school. Well, that is very cool. So now you're in college, it's your freshman year, and obviously the hours and time that you put towards flute, piccolo, different musical instruments are paying off for you. Just talk about, um, you know, being able to say like, hey, I was a member of the band at this championship game. And I mean, it looks like you have many opportunities in front of you to play elsewhere. Yeah, we hold a lot of pride in our marching band on campus. We're actually known as Wisconsin's finest. So we, we hold a lot of pride in what we do. We have many rehearsals that are required as part of our credits, and we hold quite a few sectionals throughout the week where it would be just all of the flute players either working on music or working on our marching technique and our forms for when we do get to March halftime shows. We spend a lot of time both inside and outside of our required class time working on our skills, working on our musicality. Uh, you mentioned all the different bands that you could be in and, and things like that, being a music major. Which is your favorite? That's very difficult because they all offer so many different aspects 
as a flute player. I think when I get the choice, I would prefer to be in some form of concert band, but that's only because I don't have a lot of experience in an orchestra. An orchestra revolves more around string instruments than it does wind instruments, and I'm not too familiar with that side of, of instrument families. When we were first talking about the time that you put in and what you wanted to do when you said you wanted to lead a band, are you wanting to be a high school music director, band director, college? What are your dreams, you know, profession-wise? Right now, the goal is to direct high school bands, but that always has a possibility of changing. This is going to depend on when I, what I feel like when I get out into the field to actually start teaching some kids. Now, this might sound like a crazy question, but I've always wanted to know this from a band member's perspective. How important do you think the band is to the environment of a game or a championship that what do you think the band means to that environment, to that situation? I mean, we feel like we bring a lot to the table when it comes to um, pumping up not only our crowd, but also our players. We actually have a very good relationship with our players and they actually request that we play the Imperial March from Star Wars as our defensive line goes out because it just gets them ready and it puts them in a really good mental state. So it's really neat to see see that coming from the team and from like a an audience member side when there's fans in the stadium. We have one song in particular, it's called our Warhawk Strut and it's like our hype song. And we play it, and then we sing it along with the crowd, and it gets them all ready to go, and it just makes everyone feel really good. So really, it's just a party directed by the band. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I love it. That is awesome. I want to thank you for that. I mean, I was an athlete, sort of, kind of, and I've been to thousands of games, seen thousands of games, whether I was working or not, and I always enjoy a good band. So thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, it's no awesome. problem. And, you know, as a Warhawk, you've mentioned a couple songs and stuff that you guys have played. What's your favorite to play? That would definitely have to be coming from our halftime show rep. We actually got to play Bohemian Rhapsody this year, so that's a lot of fun, and I think we're going to bring it back into our stand tune rep as well. We actually got to play that at the Stag Bowl for our halftime performance as well as the song that follows it, Million Dreams, from Greatest Showman. That had to have been a crazy moment to be able to play those songs in front of quite a few people. Yeah, I, I heard afterwards that they did record it, and I don't remember if it aired or not, but we had, we had a little bit of screen time there, and I just haven't been able to go and look at the recording yet. Was there any pressure or nervousness knowing that this was on ESPNU? On my side of things, I really didn't have any nerves because for me that pep band side of the things when we're not actually marching in front of people is a lot more fun it's a lot more relaxed and we do play all of our music from memory so I know if we're in the stands we only have about six songs to choose from and I'm comfortable with all of them because I had to memorize them when you guys are playing these do you have the sheet music in front of you or like you said you just had to memorize them do you just have to play them by memory Yep, we do not have sheet music. We do everything from memory. So we're given almost all of our music, I think the beginning of August, because band camp is the end of August, and we're expected to have at least our opener to our halftime show memorized. And then the pet band tunes are usually the same, if not show tunes from last year. And then Star Spangled Banner is always memorized. The fight song is always memorized. 
and we actually have to learn strut by ear because there is no sheet music for it. I feel like I could play the national anthem on anything, even if I don't know how to play an instrument. You would be surprised because there's so many different forms of it. It's it's very difficult to remember which form you're playing. I could see that. I could totally see that. Obviously, remember the band. You played sports. Which do you think is harder? Remembering music without sheet music, so just playing songs like you do every day, or remembering plays or formations for a sport? Which one's harder for you? I never played a sport that required me to memorize formations. I was always thinking on on my feet, but I imagine that if I did have to do both, they'd be about the same difficulty. Maybe even calling and remembering plays would be a little bit harder because music, you are playing the same thing over and over again, but learning both is going to be difficult either way. Whitewater isn't crazy far away from Mendota, Illinois, but still still a little distance. I mean, you could have stayed in any Illinois college and, and things like that. Going to Whitewater, was that a good choice for you? Are you glad that you are now a Warhawk? I love being a Warhawk. I love the atmosphere of the music department on campus and even being outside of the music building, you know, in the in the student center, in the dorms, I always feel welcome no matter where I'm at. How old were you when you knew that, like, hey, I'm going to go to school to be in a band or I want to play music or I want to direct bands when I get older? Around what time of age frame or school frame, grade-wise, were you like, hey, that's what I want to do? I think the idea started forming middle freshman year of high school. I really fell back in love with playing all the time and being in this group of people that I felt like I belonged in and... I didn't know what I wanted to do with it at that time, but I know I knew I wanted to go into music. I probably didn't pick education until my junior year, but I knew freshman year that I wanted to go into music. And I bet that you're glad that you made that decision. I am. One more thing I wanted to talk about about the Stag Bowl. Okay. Is one thing that is always super cool about sports and anything that is associated with it, especially the band, is you get to travel. And the Stag Bowl was in... How do you, I don't even know how you say that, Shenanan? Shenandoah, Texas. <laughs> there we go. Thank I you. I, I think that is how you say it. Just talk about that. You got a trip to Texas and, you know, this part of the year is usually pretty cold. So to go to Texas in December, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we traveled by bus. In total, it was a 49-hour trip and 42 of it was spent on a bus. <laughs> so that was a long time. It was, I want to say about 50 degrees when we were in Texas, and we were in full uniform, and uniforms can either be very, very hot or very, very cold. It was a little bit warmer than I expected, even in the uniforms, so that was nice because it was two degrees in Wisconsin a couple days before. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of like a weather vacation from Wisconsin? It can be hard making those kind of changes in our marching uniforms. We've been wearing, we call our raincoats. So they're, they're giant raincoats and they hold heat in for the playoff games because we didn't want to get our regular uniforms wet and they wouldn't be warm enough. But this time we were able to wear our full uniforms and we didn't need the raincoats to keep warm. Well, that's pretty cool. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. 
I'm kind of jealous of you now. You got to watch sure. a championship game. You were part of it, and you were in Texas, not Illinois, in December. I'm kind of jealous. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mia, thank you again for everything you do with music. I'm a huge music guy. Maybe not that kind of music. Okay, I can't lie. I was in the band from like third to fifth grade. I played the trombone. Nice. But I quickly grew out of it. <laughs> I traded in my trombone for a football helmet and then my football helmet for a basketball. And I never gave up the basketball until I got too old and broken down to play. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's how it happens. But I just want to say thank you for sharing that with us, you know, sharing your story. Being part of a D3 football championship game is awesome. I'm glad that you had a great experience, and thank you for sharing that with us on Edge of URC Podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Anytime. If you go again or to big games, trust me, I'm going to text you. All right. Perfect. Well, you have a good one. Thank you again. Thank you.